Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, friends, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about something that's kind of, it's it's better caught than taught, but I do have some teaching on it, and it's it's going to open the heavens over you. It's going to bring some encouragement to you. We need to do this right now because there's so much negativity going on out there, and you don't want to buy into that. You don't want to be dragged down, and I also have a, a special guest coming on that's going to really change your life because... He carries such a strong anointing for shifting the spiritual atmosphere, he and his wife. And so I'm excited about that. So stay with us. Lord, we pray right now on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that you would bring that to us. We pray right now for every bad negative situation. We know that that's not the reality. That's not the reality of things. That's the attacks of Satan, attacks of the devil. We just say right now, Lord, bring your reality. Bring it into our lives. I pray right now for each person who's suffering. I just ask for just an impartation of love, joy, and understanding and revelation to open things up. Because once you understand, in Jesus' name, once you understand things, that really helps. When I'm in a, uh, I tend to get into a cloudy time, you know, if I do, I just start praying and decreeing verses and asking the Lord, open up now. Give me understanding. Once, If I understand something, then, you know, if I'm suffering, if I understand the purpose behind it, you know, then that helps. Or if something happens to you, someone hurt you or something like that, if you understand what had happened, then it helps, right? So we're going to pray right now for understanding. I believe God's going to open up the ability to understand the timing and the season, the different things that's going on right now. I talk a lot about shifting the spiritual atmosphere. Well, because we're under a negative one. I mean, there's there's so much negativity out there. The reason is too many people are agreeing together with grumbling, complaining, and not actually agreeing with the Lord. And where two agree together, it will be done. So if you agree with something, there's also a spiritual principle found in the Bible verse about what you sow, therefore you shall reap. So those two verses, what you sow, you shall reap. If you're sowing, grumbling, complaining, maybe you might not realize you are. Ask God to show you. Ask people around you. Start listening. Here's what's going to happen. If you start this journey with me, or maybe if you've been doing it with our regular tribe, I tell you, God's going to open it up for you. I always ask him, Lord, show me. Do I have any negative words? And like when Jesus cursed the fig tree, you know, those were withering words. He caused the fig tree to wither and bear fruit no more based on his words. And so we can have this. He even said this. You know, you could do this too, Jesus says. I don't think people realize what he meant by that. He, he's saying it's not like it's a positive thing. He's saying you got to be careful with your words because you can speak over yourself or other people. You could wither and bear fruit no more. He said, or you can say to this mountain, be moved and thrown into the sea, and it will. And so 
there's just power in your words. There's power in coming into agreement with the Word of God. There's power in prayer as well, power in worship. And I know for a number of years, I've been out doing outreach and you know, I've been helping a lot of people discover how God speaks to them, how to discover your destiny. I've been doing a lot of stuff like that. But it wasn't until just a couple of years ago, the Lord started changing my focus. And for a number of years, I mean, I've been doing this love, not judge lifestyle, encouraging people to step away from the negative things, because that's what opens the heavens over you. It will shift the heavens. Things will open. I tell you, you step away from it. I've been doing that for years, but it wasn't until recently I actually started combining this with prayer and worship. And there was something about prayer, worship, and the positive side of the kingdom. It was like a three-strand chord, Ecclesiastes 4.12, prayer, worship, and, and joy, or, or, or love, and kindness, those types of things. It was something that opened the heavens greater uh, than I've ever, ever ever experienced. And so there's something about, I tell you, what you want to do is come into agreement with these things. How you do that? Find some Bible verses that actually speak about your situation. You know, you can actually do an internet search. You could Google it if you need to. Just There's tons and tons of uh, lists of Bible verses if you need healing, if you need encouragement, if you need to break through fear. I recommend getting a couple of Bible verses that you can speak or pray each day. That's called decreeing. I do this. I've been decreeing Colossians one twenty six that the mysteries would be open to me. Been decreeing, praying it every day for two years. Suddenly, two years later, it shows up. I'm getting revelation, so much revelation, I can hardly keep up. And the mysteries are now opening. So sometimes it doesn't happen immediately, so don't get discouraged. I went through a season of affliction. Believe me, I was decreeing verses, but it it took time. Now, sometimes your healing can be instant. Sometimes you can be released from a season instantly, but other times you have to walk it out. But either way, just know that God's love for you is real. It never changes. His word for you works. Worshiping works. You know, the power of encouragement works. The power of love works. These things are real. I recommend... Uh, reading 1 Corinthians 13 besides at a wedding. You know, reading that, getting that into your spirit, and asking the Lord to begin to change things. Now, I had a dream a number of years ago. I had forgotten about back in 2011. We were living in Santa Maria, California, and the Lord had called us there. We knew that we were called back to California, and, you know, Bob Jones, he's in heaven now. But he called me up and says, the Lord's going to move you, but I'm not going to tell you where. And I want you to hear the Lord. And so I did. I heard the Lord. You know, uh, what ship was Christopher Columbus on? Oh, it was the Santa Maria. So we moved to Santa Maria. Now, things are starting to happen there now. But when we were there before, it was kind of early on, and we had to be kind of the groundbreakers. And I had to open the heavens up, and I had more angelic encounters there than any place on earth. And, you know, to me, it's not about the encounters. It's got to be about the relationship. But the encounters can help you once you develop love. Once you start to love yourself, love God, love other people. That's what Jesus said is the greatest thing you could ever possibly do. Once you do that, then you start coming into agreement with the principles of heaven. And everything is going to change for you. I tell you, it definitely will. 
But I had this dream that I had forgotten about until just last year. And in 2011, I dreamed that I was in a city that looked like Los Angeles, living on a hill that overlooked L.A., and I saw the number that's in my actual home address right now that's been for the last few years. I saw that number as well, and I knew that there was something significant, and there was details about it that was going to help me get set free. And in the dream, I went to my wife, and I said, you know, there's a woman that's going to help us. In 2011, I wasn't sick or anything, but when I had this dream a long time ago, it was sealed away, and then the Lord showed me later. And this is what he's doing now. He's going to bring out revelation to you. And in the dream, I was in the house with the number that I'm living in right now, looking over Los Angeles, and I said to my wife, oh, there's a woman that's going to help us, and she's been in prison. And I didn't know Katie Souza at the time, but sure enough, Katie Souza came along who had been in prison and has amazing ministry helped me, her ministry and others, but hers pretty much, they really helped restore me with a lot of um, prayer and stuff. So, all right, what I'm trying to say is I got into alignment with heaven. I got into love. I got into worshiping the Lord. And then I had this breakthrough. And I believe God's going to do this for you. I believe the Lord is going to move you into a new season. And like me, I tell you, everything lined up all one. Everything was already there, but it took a while. But the breakthrough When it happened, my healing came quick. It took a few years to get there. I'm praying right now that won't happen with you, that God's going to align things for you. And there's some stories. Like what I'm telling you, the story is because I want to build your faith right now so that you're not speaking to the fig tree and withering your fruit or people around you. It's easy to do right now because you can get hopeless with all the stuff going on and everything in the world and the negativity. It's easy to do. You don't want to wither your fruit and say, you know, bear fruit no more. You want to now speak to your situation like you would the mountain, be moved and thrown into the sea. I tell you, there's breakthroughs coming and you can shift the spiritual atmosphere. And so I'm going to just, just let that soak on you for a minute because, you know, when you tell stories, like people give healing testimonies, the reason they do is because healing angels show up. And I'm telling this story, and even as I'm saying it right now, there are angels of breakthrough showing up wherever you are. I don't know if you can feel them. doesn't matter if you can feel them. They're there. In fact, they're here with me right now. So, Lord, we just ask things to open, open, open. Yeah, let it come right now. There we go. Now, I've got a special guest. I wanted to seed the atmosphere first with this, get the angels ready. But this is a person who helped me as well. He and his wife. It's Jonathan Nye. They're the co-founders of Radiance International. This is the Hollywood House of Prayer. Now, maybe you remember I had his wife, Sharon Nye, on the podcast. You'll want to go look that one up because it's so powerful. She talks about how they shifted the spiritual atmosphere over Hollywood and what they do with the Hollywood House of Prayer And he also came out, he and Sharon came when I was in a difficult time, and I was in Arizona being ministered to by Katie Souza's ministry because I was going through a hard time. They came here on our land, prayed. We don't own the land, we rent it, but they came here and prayed at that house where it overlooks L.A., and they broke off some things off the land, and it actually 
shifted everything within two hours. And a short time later, I was able to come back home and chemical sensitivity was gone. And uh, they were part of the process. In other words, they've got authority. But anyway, I'm so excited to have him on the broadcast. Jonathan, welcome to the broadcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Doug. It's an honor to be on. Yeah, we met a number of years ago. We've done some meetings together, and uh, it's just a, such a good, rich, rich relationship we've had. What little times, every time yeah. I get to get around you, I felt like we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want to thank you. I know you came out to Hollywood and really pioneered a lot of things in prayer and the prophetic out where God eventually called us. So we're, you know, we're just privileged to link arms with you and and be a part of what God's doing in the, yeah, in the big you, story I, of things in Hollywood. Yeah, and you are. I mean, my goodness. We were kind of like the groundbreakers years ago when we first came here. Then we moved away, you know, and, and came back. Uh-huh. But uh, you guys definitely are sowing. You're reaping. You're doing so much. It's so amazing. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your ministry, what you do. Yeah, we're um, we're Radiance International. We're first and foremost a house of prayer. Um, the Lord called us at the end of 2010 to uh, lay down our church. We had a church out in another part of Los Angeles, and the Lord spoke very clearly that we needed to move to Hollywood, which is the the heart of the city of Los Angeles. And so, 2011. We moved into the CBS studios and started a house of prayer. It was just 12 of us. I think it was like the Lord's wisdom. You know, we were one of the prayers that we prayed because we we didn't particularly want to come to Hollywood. <laughs> right, like, Lord, yeah. if, <laughs> Lord, if you want us here, like bring us to a place where we can really bring transformation from the root. That's that's actually the literal prayer that we prayed probably 50 times. And so we actually went on a huge search to, to try to find a location and couldn't find anything. And, and one of our friends said, hey, have you tried out the original CBS studios? So we actually went there. We were able to, to get in there. And we actually started in a little room right above where they filmed I Love Lucy, which was really the beginning, you know, of, of Hollywood. It's the yeah. first studio in Hollywood. And so we spent 18 months um, praying there. And then the Lord moved us to the Sunset Strip in 2013. And that's where we are now. You know, we're a house of prayer. We've probably prayed about 45,000 hours in the city. It's really praying for the people of yeah. Hollywood, those that have been called to the industry. And, I don't know if you uh, realize, just uh, listeners, yeah, I've been there, and they're they're not just on the Sunset Strip. I mean, they're really in the heart of things, whiskey, a go-go, and uh, the Hustler. Uh, you guys, isn't it like uh, right across the street is the Hustler Club? Yeah, so we're, we've been we've been doing night and day prayer, and that's like what we see from the window. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a sight. <laughs> yeah, and so, boy, the anointing's yeah. so strong in your building. And it, it radiates, that's why you're radiance, I'm sure, but it radiates out. Uh, I've been there, I know, and I and, and I just say, wow, this is the real deal, everybody. This is so exciting. This is stuff I wish I could be doing, if I, you know, in a sense, if ever God ever called me to, to a house of prayer, I would love to do it when you guys are doing it. So, yeah, just tell us a little yeah, bit more. 
yeah, we're just, we're so grateful um, for God's presence there. I think my wife was on a couple of months ago, but our house of prayer used to be a porn studio for seven years. And then so when we moved in there, like when we first were looking for a space, um, the Lord highlighted this building. And so we, when we first walked in there the first time, it was like, had all the remnants of the studio of what it was used in the past. We're like, man, this is like the craziest place that we stepped foot in. But um, as we were there and looking at the space, like we also felt the the anointing of God. So this is where you're going to set up a house of prayer. And it's, it's really about um, shifting what, you know, the world or what the enemy has meant for his plan and to really return it back into the plan of the kingdom. And so that was kind of our introduction into Hollywood. You know, like I said, prayer has always been the the mandate, like that we would just pray for the industry, pray for film, pray for music, pray for TV and media. And then as we've been there, the Lord just began to, to birth different things out of this place of prayer. Um, you know, my wife started Justice Speaks, which is a anti-human trafficking organization. And now she's one of the frontline voices in this issue, in this fight against human trafficking. We've also started over 30 houses of prayer on college campuses. Um, so like, especially here in, in Southern California, like USC, UCLA, UC Irvine, Biola, the Pacific, like many of the major campuses all have a house of prayer. Wow. Um, that's also birthed out of this place of prayer. It's really a vision the Lord planted as we've been praying, you know, at Radiance. And then just a, a, a few years ago was really when, when Enterprise began to get birthed, which was really unexpected. You know, we we never thought that we would like actually start businesses there. But right when we first moved into the Sunset Strip, we, we probably received three or four prophetic words about music there. And, um, and so as, even as we were just kind of studying the history of the Sunset Strip, like we're right, like Doug said, we're like right smack in the center. The Sunset Strip is 1.6 miles. We're probably like right in the middle of it all where the three biggest clubs, the Roxy, the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Viper Room are. And so people were telling us that this is the launching pad of music. Like everyone that's, you know, become a global name in music, whether they're individual or a band, they all played here and they all got launched here. And there's going to be music. God was going to birth kingdom music and it was going to go all around the world. You know, when we started hearing those prophetic words, I, you know, my wife and I just looked at each other and said, you know, neither of us sing, neither of us play music. We're like, I don't know what what's going to happen here. Um, but long story short, as we just kept praying, I mean, one of the biggest things we've been doing is, is really praying for the music industry. And, um, and so the Lord just began to bring musicians in, producers, writers, singers. And, um, and before long, we, we started a studio upstairs. It's called Upper Room Studios. It's a state-of-the-art studio. We spent a, a couple hundred thousand dollars building it out. And now we have a lot of people from the industry that are using the studio, creating music, and we're building a relationship with them. And then, um, and then we started a music label around that same time, but we were kind of not doing much with it. 
until this year, uh, we signed our first artist. And so now we're starting to really release music into the world, which we're really excited about because we feel like that's the, that's the language of this generation. And we just really want to want to just release God's heart through song, you know, to, to this generation. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, you know, not only that, what I notice is that you're in relationship with people, you know, and, and that seems to shift things. Mm. So you're like a father and mothers to people on the street and people in need and, and then, uh, you know, plus the business side of it. So it's kind of birthed out of this whole more of a, a family type of thing. It invites people in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're like in a place on the strip because the, the Roxy's like two buildings from us. A lot of times when we're doing evangelism, reaching people, you know, sometimes people send teams out and we don't have to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> like when there's a big concert, right? Um, like you two just had a concert, I think it was a, well, probably a little over a year ago, but they had just filled out, you know, stadiums worldwide. And then they, they did a show at the Roxy and the line is just all the way down the street. And, you know, right in front of our house of prayer, there's like, 50 people just waiting to get in the building. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it's been so amazing. The opportunities that the Lord's given to us to just minister to people yeah. um, that are there, people that are called to I just got to tell this story because I just remembered it and it just stuck with me so much is last time I went to speak there at the house, house of prayer, I was doing evangelism uh-huh. training and I was talking uh-huh. about outreach and prophetic outreach and tattoo interpretation and, you know, the stuff that I do and what happened is I went there, and I, and I got there before you guys, and I came in. There was this young girl there, and you could tell she is, you know, she'd been, you know, traveled and and had no place to sleep, and she had her backpack mm-hmm. with her, and and she had arrived mm-hmm. in Hollywood with no place to go, and she wasn't a believer or anything, and mm-hmm. so someone had to let her spend the night there, and I'm just talking with her, setting up, and I don't even think she realizes it was Christian. I don't know what happened. But then, uh, yeah. So she stays for this leadership meeting I'm doing on outreach training. She hears me talk about the tattoo interpretation, and she's like, suddenly on fire. She's saying yes. Wow. And she shows the wow. tat. We interpret her tat. And uh, that, to me, it was like, wow, that's that's where the rubber meets the road, you know, where you could actually have yeah. an unbeliever come into a, a uh, Christian training meeting and be excited for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like this is, what God is doing, you know, even this, this year, 2019, like we just feel like God is bringing the church into the center of culture. In fact, I've been so encouraged. There's like little houses of prayer that are springing up in some of the most vibrant places in cities, big or small. And I feel like God is calling the church outside the walls and to just really go to where culture is because a lot of these people that are coming to the house of prayer, uh, many of them are not saved. Many of them, you know, sometimes they hear music, sometimes different things, but they, they're just attracted to the presence of God. And if we provide a space for them to come, they're hungry. You know, they, yeah. they search far and wide, you know, for different things, new age, you know, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, their hearts are searching for the Lord and for them to have a place where they can find the Lord and encounter his presence. I, I feel like that's a, that's a huge shift that God is uh, bringing to the body of Christ in this yeah. time. I've always felt that, you know, the healing rooms and the houses of prayer 
are really sitting on a gold mine evangelistically. And you guys are one of the few that I've seen that that are actually doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, Doug, like uh, a quick story. You know, one of the things that we started doing, this was about um, two years ago. You know, we we were a house of prayer for three and a half straight years, nonstop. And then we just felt the tug of the Lord about opening up our space and and doing a venue night at, at Radiance, which was kind of unheard of. You know, we, we spent so much time trying to build up to 24-7, and then we were there. And then we felt like, you know, we, we wanted to open up this place specifically to build relationships with those that are in the community, mostly the, the artist community. And so we talked to our board about it, and they were like, okay, you know, if you really feel this is the Lord, we support you. And so we started something called Nightlight on Thursday nights. And, you know, we have a lot of artists that are touring and, you know, they're connected with a lot of people that are in the industry that are, that are doing um, great things. And so we just started at that. We're like, Hey, let's just invite a few people to come to sing. We just want to give people a platform to release their gift and also, you know, give opportunity to come uh, friends and family, whether it's safe or not to come and, and, and to just be there for the night. And so we started that. And then, the Lord just began blowing on it. And so, you know, before a year was out, like we had probably about 20 finalists from The Voice, from American Idol, from The Four on Fox. Uh, That's amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, the artists were coming. Um, you know, some old bands like Air Supply came and played one night to a packed house. And so it's just interesting because we're in a place where it's the launching pad of music. And then the Lord just gave us this vision, like, why don't you just release the kingdom and have people come into this space to encounter the presence of God while they're watching music. And so really these last two years, we've had so many guests that would step into the building, you know, because the presence of the Lord is there, um, they'll walk in and go, Oh my gosh. But when they step in the door, like, what is this place? I have never seen or felt this Whoa. in a club before. So <laughs> I love this vibe. And, uh, you know, there was one, there was a, a girl who almost won the voice one season. She played here and then she came up to us afterwards. She says, I have never felt so safe and so loved in a place. And she started coming back you know, time and time again, just to watch. And she says, I just can't, you know, she, she told us one time, she says, this is the only place in the city that I feel good about myself. Wow. And so we feel like it's kind of like people won't necessarily come to church events or conferences, but, you know, some of these Thursday nights now, like 90% of the audience are not saved, but they're all coming into the presence of the Lord. And many of them have started coming to church and several of them have gotten saved and a lot of seeds have been planted. And I feel like this is part of the new. It's kind of like, um, you know, I'm just remembering, like I think it's first Samuel 18, 19 or something when Samuel and the prophets were at, were at Naoth and, you know, David was with them and Saul sent, people to come and take David and, and Saul himself went to try to try to capture David and, and to kill him. But when they came under the atmosphere of the prayer and the prophetic, like they, they began to prophesy, their lives began to change. And I feel like it's, it's something that God is beginning to call the church to, to set an atmosphere, you know, through worship, through the prophetic, through prayer, 
that, you know, God is there. And when people walk into that place, they'll be like, what is this place? And I feel like so many people are going to meet the Lord unexpectedly because the kingdom is out where culture is. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, to, to I love this, what man. the Lord's doing. I get so excited. I got to come down more, actually. I can't wait. <laughs> so, Anytime, a, Doug. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So is there anything the Lord's been speaking to you about for 2019? Yeah, well, the, the, the main word, and I was just touching on this, was um, I think during the last, I would say, decade or so, you know, the Lord's really begun to speak the church about um, taking the seven mountains of culture and, and the word that has really been ringing our spirits is reformation. Like to just really like for, for the body of Christ to begin to really walk out the great commission, go and make disciples of all the nations. And, and I feel like we're, we're kind of in a shift where I think a lot of this teaching, probably a lot of people that are on this call have heard, of the seven mountains of culture, you know, family, government, education, arts, entertainment, media, business, and then the, the religion church mountain, and that we are called to touch it. We can't just get boxed in into the church and into the ministry and, you know, just kind of live inside of that kind of bubble, but that we actually need to go into these mountains and to raise up the the most excellent and the most creative and we need to have you know superintendents of of school districts creating curricula we need people in the top levels of government you know legislating and and making law we need some of the most creative and the most amazing musicians and actors and writers and directors to be in the the mountain of arts entertainment I, I feel like that the message has gone out there and people are talking about it and people are realizing that if we in the church don't start discipling the nations that, you know, the enemy's happy to. And I think he, you know, in, in some respects, he's, he's done a pretty good job. But um, one of the words that, that the Lord gave to us about this new year is that we're going to start walking into not just the, understanding that we need to be a part of culture and that we need to, you know, bring our lives and our, you know, what we do, whether it's in business or or whatever we're called to, that we need to walk it out in culture to display the, the beauty of Jesus in the process and to, you know, allow God to open up those doors for, for people to stand and, and to have an audience of, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands to really hear about the goodness of the Lord. And so we feel like um, that's a big word that's been ringing in our spirit. And I don't know, I shared this in Dallas, Doug, I don't know if it's okay to share now, but, you know, I, I alluded to the fact that we started a label a couple of years back. It was just kind of, we just kind of put it on the shelf and we just prayed. We've been, we've been praying probably every week we pray 30, 40 hours the music industry, for God to raise up artists, you know, to really speak the message of the kingdom. And so as we've been praying, um, you know, we did an event back in October called Hollywood Arise. We erected a tent right at the gate 
of Hollywood, right out Hollywood and Highland. And, you know, for 72 hours, we were worshiping and praying and just lifting up the meaning of Jesus. It was an incredible time. But um, we were preparing for this. You know, we were taking meetings, just really trying to get the word out for leaders and pastors from the city to join together. And so one of the meetings that we had, you know, we, we just met for the first time. We're just talking about Hollywood Arise. That was the name of this gathering. And then this, this woman walks in the door. And so we talk a little bit, meet each other for five minutes, and then she walks out. And then when she leaves, the person I'm meeting with is like, hey, do you know who that is? I said, no, I don't know who that is. He goes, have you heard of Destiny's Child? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Destiny's Child. He goes, wow. no, that's Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. And so, you know, then we just began talking, found out that she, along with, you know, her ministry, she also manages Michelle Williams. And then we shared about, oh, hey, we're just launching off our label and, you know, started talking about that. And so she said, why don't we take a meeting with your team? And so we, we ended up meeting with, with Michelle once and then we met again and we just, everything just seemed to connect. And at the end of the second meeting, like we, we decided that, hey, we're going to go forward. Like we, we want to we work with Michelle. She's going to be the first person that our label is going to sign and we want to, you know, we want to release music that will bring hope to this generation. And so, yeah, it was, it was really crazy, but we're still working with her, you know, through this first project. And, you know, we feel like because we've been praying, you know, and, and just really praying into reformation and say, Lord, we want to touch society. We want to touch music that God is beginning to, you know, connect people and to just really bring kingdom hearts and kingdom minds that really understand and see this. And, and I believe 2019 and beyond, we're going to see some people that have been in hiding, some people that have just been, you know, praying into some of their business ideas or, or different things like that, that God is going to do in Isaiah 22, 22, and he's going to open up a door that no man can shut. Come on. And, 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 the, and the kingdom is just going to go forth in an accelerated way. And so, yeah, so I mean, that's a little bit of, of how we're feeling as we step into this new year. We're really excited to see yeah, what God's going to do. so much anointing on, uh, I guess I, I would just say that some of you people would call it the breaker anointing, but I think you're, you have a, an anointing to open doors. Uh, mm. There's just so much faith mm. with Amen. you and sharing your team and doors open. When you mentioned uh, Isaiah 22, 22, the key of David it is, it's definitely on you, and it's impartable mm. to other people. And I felt like that people were going to suddenly remember things, and it's going to mm. be confirmed. Now, just so you know, before this broadcast, I recorded an intro way before we even joined together and based on what I felt like God was saying. And then I mentioned something. I mentioned a dream I had in 2011 and about mm. how I dreamed of— Living where I live now, with my even my house number in the dream, on a hill up wow. in in L.A. and I didn't realize that's when you guys came and started. You know the house of prayer, right? Is it 2011? Yeah, it was 2011. What what month did you come in? Or what month did you have that dream? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I had to look it up. Okay. I don't remember if it was February <laughs> or if it was later on. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, actually, February was when we started when we yeah. transitioned. Okay, it was February is what came, uh, and so. We're wow. living in Santa Maria and had no plans of moving to Los Angeles. I forgot all about this dream because 
you know, I had a rough time once we got here. And we had to call you and Sharon to come and pray over the land. And you, know, you mm-hmm. open it up within an hour, within two hours. It, I, I had something shift over me. But in that dream, mm-hmm. um, this is what I want to say is the Lord's going to remind people now dreams of your past, whether it's yeah. you know a dream at night, a prophetic word, or a dream you've forgotten, maybe even music. I don't know what it is. But for mm-hmm. me, I forgot about that dream. The Lord reminded me that back in 2011, when I was, now I'm I'm here and the warfare got heavy, you want to get confirmation, you know, you get in heavy warfare, and you're like, did I do the yeah. right thing? I know I did the right <laughs> thing, but yeah, you just want to hear the Lord say it to you. And he took me back to that yeah. dream, I think it was February 2011, and I was living on a house on a hill, and it overlooked Los Angeles, and it had the number of my, wow. in my address, the number was in it, and then... Uh, wow. A woman from prison came came to help me, which was Katie Souza. And it's all happened, and it's all happening right now. And there was just something mm. powerful about when, I, I believe, when you guys came here, it activated something for people to come back. And it was mm. an open-door anointing. And I tell you, that was the year also, I'm just remembering this, that was the year also that the former executive producer of American Idol, we ended up in his office and was pitching the Tattoo Prophet, you know, reality show. Mm. And they did a sizzle reel, and we almost actually, there was places it wanted to sign, but it ended up hitting the wall with, you know, stuff happened, and the Lord took it a different way. But it was 2011 as well. So when you guys came here, you had the key of David that caused people who had callings, or like for us, to be back here in L.A. We didn't move back here until 2013, but that put something in motion. We started coming down a lot and doing taping, and stuff started happening because the Lord's showing me this right now because of the anointing on you, because mm-hmm. of that key of David and uh, the door opening anointing that's that's on you. Power, powerful. Wow. Amen. Amen. Well, you're so interesting, Doug. You said in 2013 you came. That was the the year when we moved to the Sunset Strip. And just an interesting thing that happened, you know, when we first came in to the Strip, you know, we were going 24-7 already because we were doing that in the CBS studios. And then we were we were there for like two months. And then all of a sudden, I, I walked to the, the back um, parking lot of Radiance one night. And then the parking attendant was just kind of like, had these big eyes and in shock. He said, do you hear what happened tonight? And I said, no. Said, well, they announced that the Key Club, which is the biggest club on the Sunset Strip, it just closed down out of wow. nowhere. And he he said, like, they just had a sold out show. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on and why they're shutting down. And then the Lord spoke to us, Isaiah twenty two twenty two, that that he's that God is closing doors that no man can open. And then we did some research, and the Key Club was actually a big part of. The, the revolution. This is where death metal started, where yeah. heavy metal music really so um, wild. You know, came to the forefront. And so then the Lord closed that up, you know, after two months that we were there. And then later that year, there was a restaurant that opened up. It was probably about three blocks, like right, you know, as we're driving up Sunset, we always pass that area. And then there was a restaurant that popped up and the name of the restaurant was the Church Key. 
I mean, you just oh, kind of think goodness, about that. Yeah. It's like, who would name their restaurant the Church Key? It was so bizarre, but we just like felt like that was a a word. It was the other part of Isaiah twenty two twenty two. Like, you know, God was going to shut doors that no man can open, and God was going to open doors that no man can shut. And we felt like that was like the prophetic thing about the Church Key opening. And, um, you know, just kind of like in line with what you said, like we felt like the Lord was giving the authority to the body of Christ to begin to unlock things, unlock dreams, unlock things that have been, you know, in waiting. And, you know, that that even is another thing. I mean, we just spoke on this last Sunday and we just released the word for 2019 from our gathering in Dallas. And one of the words was that this is the year to transition into the blessing or transition into the promises and the dreams that we have carried for so long. And so I was just reminded, it's so interesting that it's 2013 that you came back down South, Doug, and yeah. you know, all this prophetic stuff was happening in Hollywood about Isaiah 22:22. Yeah, absolutely. I had to see this. I love this. I love this stuff. I love the key club closing and the key church <laughs> opening. You see, that's eyes to see. Most people would miss that. You drive by, oh, yeah, yeah. There, you don't even realize, but that's getting the eyes mm. to see. I tell you, there's such a strong anointing, and I didn't know about the you know the key of David with you. I just felt like you had this door door opening ability because you've done it with us. So mm. I just wonder if you mind just praying and activating this over our listeners. Yes, absolutely. Father, we we thank you for everything that you have put on the inside of the believer. We thank you for the dreams. We thank you for prophetic words. We thank you for confirmations and reminders. And we thank you that this is a year when you are about to release your sons and your daughters to walk in the fullness of what you've created them for. And so, Father, we we just pray a prayer of blessing over everyone that is on this call and, and even to the body of Christ at large. Father, we pray, Lord, for favor. Father, we pray, Lord, that this would be a year of the Isaiah twenty two twenty two key of D- David being released into the hands of the sons and the daughters. Father, we, we declare, Lord, that those things that you have placed in us, the passions, the, the dreams, the creativity, Lord, for entrepreneurship, it, for music, for films. Father, we, we just declare that this is a year where the, the dreams are going to be pulled from the spiritual realm down into reality, God, on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we pray for supernatural relationships to take place. Father, we pray for a connecting of lives of those that are supposed to walk together, to create together. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would, you would bring this covenant unity. And Father, we pray that you would release kingdom finances, Father, wherever um, there is a dream that you have placed in the, in the hearts of your people. Father, we pray that provision would come, God, and that there would be no more delay. Father, we just push back the spirit of delay 
And Father, we, we declare that this is going to be the year when dreams are going to come to life, when kingdom people are going to partner together to fund and to create and to release things into the earth that people are going to see and be amazed at the, the beauty of who you are, the beauty of life, the beauty of love, the beauty of your power. And so we, we just commit ourselves into you. And Father, we just pray for activation right now in the name of Jesus. We wow. pray for activation. We pray for dreams, yeah. God, to come alive, God, to come back into our remembrance. And Father, we pray that we would lay hold of the things that you are highlighting, God, and that we would bring them to you. We would pray and we would sow seed, God, into the promises and that this year that you would amaze us, God, that this would be a, a year of the suddenly work of your hand Come in on. our lives. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. I receive that. Amen. And boy, such a powerful powerful door opening and key anointing this is so good we've we've been talking with jonathan and i why don't you just tell us a little bit uh you know how we can follow you have anything to offer websites social media yeah we're on facebook instagram and twitter on facebook we're at radiance international on twitter we're radiance i-n-t-l and i believe on Instagram, we're at Radiance International as well. And so, yeah, we just actually just started a YouTube channel at the beginning of this year. So we're going to start posting more, possibly doing some blogs. Um, We have a Sunday morning expression when the House of Prayer community all comes together to worship. And so the messages will be online on the YouTube channel. Yeah, James Gall was just here with us this past Sunday. And so we just want to release content so, so the body of Christ can see what's happening in Hollywood and just really join with us in prayer. So we, we'd so appreciate it if you guys could do that. Yeah, excited. I'm looking forward to coming back down and we'll see what goes on. I haven't been able to do some local L.A. meetings, but I'm ready now. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. We, we'd love to have you out, Doug. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> looking forward plan to it out. catching up with you and sharing all right, and it's been an exciting time, and watch for doors to open. Watch for dreams, because that's what started. This was a prophetic act. Mm. The Lord used that dream, come back, popped in my spirit before I, this broadcast started. I talked about it, and so dreams are coming back. Confirmation's coming. Amen. Finances are coming. Doors are opening. New things are going to come. It's going to be an amazing year. Thank you so much, John. Amen. Thank you so much for having me on, Doug. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. I love everybody else. All right. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.